Greetings, creeps, and welcome to Horror Girl Problems, the podcast. Thanks for listening, Mom and Nephew Noah. Welcome back! It's wonderful to be back here with you all. Um, I've missed you guys. Um, of course, you can always find me making stuff for you over at Fangoria.com, but it's nice to be back here with you at Horror Girl Problems. I have lots of stuff planned for spooky season uh, for you creeps coming up both at Fangoria and on Horror Girl Problems. Gonna have some old friends stop in for a good old-fashioned virtual Halloween party <laughs> podcast style. So keep your eyes and your ears peeled for that. So, I am back today to talk about... Any guesses? Yes, probably, because it's probably in the fucking title of this episode. Uh, But today we are talking about Malignant. So, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. This is 100% spoiler-filled. If you have not already watched Malignant in its entirety, please turn back now. Abandon all hope, all ye who enter here. Also, if you haven't watched it yet, um, stay off Twitter until you've watched. Uh, it may already be too late for you. I feel like even just the non-spoilery comments and maybe like some memes that you may have encountered um, can, can really spoil a lot. It's best if you just go into this um, and just have it kind of do a surprise attack on all of your senses is how I would recommend doing this. So if you have not already watched, please stop here. I will be here ready and waiting for you when you're done. And if you have watched it, let's go. Let's go. There is so much here um, that it makes it a little bit difficult to structure because my brain is still processing this. Um, I saw it in a theater last night and my brain is still, what? Um, so I will, you know, concise is, is not my strong suit anyway. Um, but I will try to ramble as little as possible, not counting this because this is just rambling. (laughs) Let me start by saying I liked this movie. My friend who went with me to see it last night didn't hate it, but it was quote, could not say that I liked it. Um, but I do think that we both genuinely enjoyed it and it was an experience. We, we definitely agreed on that. And I think that experience was enhanced by the handful of audience members sprinkled around the auditorium with us. It was pretty empty, but it was enough people to where (laughs) we could still hear reactions. And I I think that really kind of amps up just the fucking bonkersness of this. But I do think it's interesting that I came out of it really liking it and that she was like, "Eh, not so much, but that we both definitely enjoyed it and, you know, thought it was fucking weird. Honestly, like, my my, <laughs> my quick review for this uh, would be, what the fuck? Twitter has very much been abuzz with Malignant uh, over the past couple of days. Lots of references to Giallo, um, references and arguments. People, you know, referencing that it has Giallo elements and then people arguing and saying, no, it is not a Giallo. Just for shits and giggles, because there's nobody here to stop me, let's dive into uh, what Wikipedia lists as the elements of a giallo. Granted, I know Wikipedia is not an academic journal, but I think that most of us would agree that the elements are there, it kind of covers the bases, and for our purposes today, it works well enough. Wikipedia lists elements of giallo as gruesome murder mystery, malignant, check, suspense elements of detective fiction, 
check. Scenes of shocking horror featuring excessive bloodletting, stylish camera work, and often jarring musical arrangements. Check, check, check. Now, what could potentially be viewed as supernatural or, I guess, supernatural adjacent elements um, in Malignant might cause some people to make the same argument that they do against Suspiria. Supernatural elements, no, that means it's not a giallo. Um, I am in the camp of, yes, Suspiria is a giallo. That's also what got me into the subgenre in the first place. So I count Suspiria as a giallo film, um, just as a full disclaimer, full transparency as to where this argument is coming from and where my head is at. However, having said that, I am not here to argue whether or not Malignant is a giallo film. Um, because uh, for me, no, it's not. But there's no arguing that it is heavily, heavily, heavily influenced by and employs a lot of the same tactics and most definitely the aesthetics of a giallo film. And not just the color. I mean, the, co the color is the obvious fucking everything looks like a giallo now. And I'm not complaining. I actually love that. And I use that in a lot of the pictures that I take because that's just an aesthetic that I love. Um, but not just in the obvious color ways, but like the camera movements, the editing, the sound, the costumes, all of those kind of lend themselves to a giallo aesthetic. So I completely understand why Twitter was abuzz with giallo talk when talking about uh, Malignant this week. A question that I kept asking myself as I was watching this was how? How did this get made as a mainstream movie? I, I don't have an answer for that. I don't know if any of you have an answer for that. Um, if it's a secret that James Wan will take to his grave, uh, I don't know. I'm really fucking glad that this got made as a mainstream movie. It just, it, it doesn't make any fucking sense to me as to how that happened. Grateful that it did. I just don't understand how that came to be. Let's talk about tone a little bit. Um, and I think this is where it was a little bit, it was a little rough for me. So I, I love camp, adore it, relish it. Um, this movie is not camp. The initial tone is something akin to a police procedural that takes itself maybe a little too seriously. And that's kind of where we start out tonally, uh, which is fine. But then it has lines injected that would you know, they would be best delivered straight down the barrel of the camera lens, and then these lines are actually punctuated with blatant music cues. I'm not saying hypothetically, like, and then da da da, like a music cue. Like, it's it's actually this like crazy line dropped into this very serious tone um, with a music cue punctuation, and it's fucking wild. But it's done in such a way where it's like I, I almost wish that the actor would have looked right into the lens to deliver that because then it, it then that would match it tonally a little better I guess um so that execution feels really jarring in the midst of the tone and it kind of feels like a car crash there's all these different elements and these different tones crashing together and they're they're at war with one another rather than complementing one another um if that makes sense and if you're listening to this I'm I'm guessing i'm hoping that you already watched it because i warned you otherwise to get out of here um so i'm guessing that you probably know exactly what i mean when i say that so then it kind of it take it took me out of it a little bit and kind of like confusion ensues you know 
I mean, but keep in mind, I said, I liked this movie. I enjoyed myself. But it was certainly odd, to say the least, to, to be kind of immersed in this very serious um, police procedural kind of tone, like something like Seven um, or Spiral or even like the X-Files. It had kind of some elements like that. And then suddenly somebody says a line that would be more at home in like a really cheesy, campy, midnight movie kind of situation. It was an odd mashup for sure. I can't even count how many times there are moments where it's like your head just like snaps to the person next to you and you're just looking at each other like, what the fuck? Like, did this just actually happen? Or did they actually just say that? And in that same vein, uh, the music in this is insane as well. Um, I already mentioned those weird music cues, like somebody says a weird cheesy line and then the music's like, dun dun, like almost to the level of like the law and order music cue, like it's a line and like a bum bum and then a transition. Not quite that extreme. I'm exaggerating a little bit, but I mean, there were for sure elements of that. Um, not just the music cues though, the, just the style. Again, going back to tone, this movie, the tone is like maybe like three different movies edited into one as a mashup. And the, the music fit that as well. I mean, I guess probably the music helped dictate a lot of that tone to begin with, right? Um, but the the vibes, I guess you could say, of the music and the tone shifts of it, um, that was really interesting to me as well. Like, I would love to hear a conversation about just kind of how this came to be, what the conversations were going into this um, to discuss what those tones were going to be and how the music was going to need to shift to accommodate that you know what? I'm actually going to work on getting answers to that one. Um, I don't think I can get all the answers to all the burning questions I have here, um, but I'm guessing some of the questions I have, you guys probably have a good amount of the same kind of questions, or at the very least in the same vein. Um, so I would like to kind of get a little bit of a sneak peek of what was going on there. So I'll work on that. I'll see what we can do. So I watched this on Saturday night. Um, I managed to avoid any major spoilers, but I feel like, and this is just like my own personal thing and kind of sucks. Um, I feel like anything that I hear or see in regards to what to expect from a movie already sets my brain down a certain path and kind of acts as a spoiler for me. I think it would have been really, really cool to get to go into this 100% completely blind not knowing to expect a giallo vibe or an iconic costume or an iconic weapon or a weird jail cell scene um, or a surprising amount of action or that the third act switches over into super bonkers ultra high gear. I mean, I, I very much still enjoyed it, but I just, I envy anyone who got to go into this 100% blind because I can't imagine what it would have been like walking into the theater just expecting something like Insidious, for example, and then getting this, you know. <laughs> um, but having said that, I am actually really happy that people are, one, watching it, and two, talking about it, because I know for some people that's what's going to make the difference between watching it or not. Maybe for some people it wasn't on their radar, and then they keep seeing all this, you know, conversation surrounding it, and maybe that's what's going to get them to watch it and more butts and seats, more eyeballs on the screens, uh, hopefully equals more crazy weird shit like this in the mainstream. I was just really excited. I mean, 
so many of us obviously watch things similar to this in the sim in a similar vein, I guess you could say. Weird shit, bonkers shit, you know, that's nothing new. But seeing that in the mainstream is wild because all I can think about is my parents. <laughs> we'll, we'll use my parents as an example of like the average moviegoer, you know? Maybe like watches some horror stuff, but they don't go into weird deep cuts or watch anything particularly strange. So I imagine my parents walking into like an AMC theater on a Saturday night thinking that they're going to watch a ghost story, which would never happen because my mom would not uh, go to see something like that. But let's just go with it, you know, expecting something just run of the mill horror kind of tame. And then they get this like... <laughs> That That is the part that is bringing me the most fucking joy about this movie because it's it's wild in all the ways that so many of us love, but in a way that isn't familiar to a lot of mainstream audiences. So just the thought of people getting to experience something this nutso on, you know, either on the big screen or watching at home on HBO Max, like it's not, it's they're not having to go and like find... A deep cut of this like it's available on on all these mainstream outlets that people can just you know put on thinking that they're gonna watch like just you know regular old horror movie and then it's this and I think that's fucking amazing I did see somebody on Twitter mention that somebody else had said that this was predictable uh, I, I don't think it was predictable I did though guess at one point what it was um, the actual the literal thought in my head was is this about to be some Voldemort shit? Um, and yeah, as you know, it was. But <laughs> and you know, there's multiple movies and, and existing stories that you can compare this to. Um, but that doesn't make it any less fun, you know? I, I didn't have a problem with that. It was fucking weird, and Voldemort shit is the weirdest thing that I could think of for them to add in to this as a mainstream horror film. And then that's what they delivered, so... That was fucking weird and wild and wonderful. And those fight scenes and then the the weird elbows working in like a backwards fashion while stabbing somebody to death. That's fucking weird. Like that scene was quite jarring where uh, the, the, the killer is over the dude in bed stabbing him because everything is angled so strangely. And that that was a little bit of like a not a giveaway, but kind of mm, they've showed you kind of what it is now it's just you have to wait for the confirmation of the reveal and there was another part where the detective uh kakoa i think his name was is chasing the killer down into the underground and the killer scuttles away like doing like a bridge format you know kind of like a reagan doing the exorcist crawl down the stairs and in that moment i was like that doesn't seem efficient. And then I was like, ah, fuck, unless you have a fucking face on the back of your head, then I guess that would be the most efficient way. But predictable, no. Can you guess it? Yes, is it predictable? I would not say it's predictable. Never seen before? Also no, but I do not hold that against it because like I said, it was still fucking wild and it was just a good fucking time. And it's just weird. I really, really, really am just getting a lot of joy thinking about people going in to see this, having no fucking clue, and, you know, audiences that don't normally watch stuff like this, and just sitting through it. And really curious to know, like, what, what that response is at the end of it. Like, I hope that they sit there and think, like, what the fuck? Like, this is fucking weird. But also, like, but did you enjoy yourself? Did you have fun? 
There you go. And maybe they'll seek out more weird shit like this, you know? I would love to do a Gabriel cosplay, but I feel like that's, that's spoilery, so I, maybe I'll have to wait on that. Um, I'm also curious to see how many Halloween costumes you guys think there will be um, of Gabriel, you know, malignant-inspired Halloween costumes this year. And in addition to that, how many good malignant Halloween costumes do you think we'll see this year? All right, that's about it for me on Malignant. Hopefully I'll get to discuss this with some of you guys because um, it's bonkers and I, I would like to be able to talk to people about it in a, in a forum that doesn't spoil it for others because I really think there's something to going into this uh, totally blind. But thank you for coming to hang out with me. As always, thank you so much for your support, both here at Horgro Problems and over at Fingoria. I super appreciate you guys. You're awesome. I'll have more Horror Girl Problems content coming up for you leading up to Halloween. Um, but in the meantime, you can find me over at Fangoria.com. I'm going to be covering all the big haunts for you this year, so I'm pretty excited about that. Um, and I'll catch you next time for some more spooky shit. Spooky shit.